Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, folks. Hey, Justin. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, tell me, what have you been up to? Uh, not much. Uh, a lot of work in. Uh, I did go to WonderCon uh, uh-huh. the other weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, there anything... were a bunch of, bunch of people dressed up in Starfleet uniforms. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I saw someone wearing one of those TNG, like, hoodies that looks kind of like a TNG uniform uh, on BART today. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's nothing compared to going to WonderCon. <laughs> I imagine WonderCon was a lot more fun than public transit. Uh, WonderCon reminded me of Voyager's pilot. Because remember, they filmed at the L.A. Convention Center. Oh, right. As as the underground uh, world of uh, Kessa's people. Yeah, was the, it Kessa's uh, people? The, the Ocampa, yeah. Yeah, it was the Ocampa place. <laughs> you know, the, the L.A. Convention Center always reminds me of the beginning of the movie Face Off <laughs> with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Because it was filmed there. <laughs> the beginning of the beginning of that movie. But um, I, I, I like to think of it more with Voyager. Uh, and then actually being in, walking towards the, uh, convention center. Mm-hmm. It just, I always just had E3 flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, sounding like E3 this year is going to be pretty, uh, pretty different. A lot of companies aren't, aren't going to actually have booths there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that's getting us off topic. Of <laughs> I don't know, maybe it'll be a Star Trek game. Maybe that makes it on topic. Uh, there is that Star Trek mobile game that I have not played yet. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Timeline that out a little bit, and there's there's a oh, Star Trek board game. There, like the everything, I think, because of the anniversary of Star Trek, everything's starting to kind of crescendo towards something. Um, there, there's a couple of new board games. Uh, there's this one that I'm actually really interested in called um, Star Trek Panic. It's based on this uh, really popular board game called Castle Panic, where uh, you defend uh, your castle from all directions. And this one's cool. Um, I've only seen it. I haven't played it yet. But this one's cool because you're you're defending the Enterprise from 360 degrees of attacks, and you can uh, turn the Enterprise to uh, uh, angle its shields and such. Uh, so it looks pretty cool. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, sounds like it could be neat. Um, you want to talk about Enterprise? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're we're closing in on the season finale here, so yeah, we absolutely. Gotta... Uh, we're going to talk about uh, first up. Is Star Trek Enterprise season three, episode twenty one, E squared, not E two, E squared, E two D two. Oh, it's a crossover. Uh, original air date May fifth, two thousand four. Ooh, that was one day before my birthday that year. Oh, there you go. I wonder what I was watching back then. I wasn't watching Enterprise. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, let's talk about it, buddy. Uh, the episode opens on a room lit only by candlelight. A man with Vulcan ears enters and talks to an old T'Pol. Mm. Uh, she asks about the probe, and the man tells her that the probe is still on its way to Earth to kill 7 million people. Uh, T'Pol tasks the man with finding Jonathan Archer. Uh, then it's the opening credits. Uh, when the episode comes back, modern day T'Pol is in her quarters, uh, which are, uh, her quarters are also lit by candlelight. So ah. it's kind of, you know, 
book ending yeah. kind of in, in, in case you weren't paying attention <laughs> <laughs> or in case you didn't you didn't realize that was old to paul right yeah it's to paul she really likes candles yeah uh on a spaceship <laughs> trip enters because he wants some neuropressure treatments but to paul wants to stop the treatments uh it turns out that trip didn't actually want neuropressure he's just worried about to paul because she's become extremely withdrawn hmm in the command center, Reed, T'Pol, Archer, and Trip look at the readings from the nebula ahead of them. Uh, Degra had told them that the Kavalans had only a couple ships in the nebula, but Enterprise has found half a dozen. Uh, they have to pass by the Kavalans to reach the subspace corridor. Uh, on Degra's ship, Degra tells his two Zindi buddies that Archer must be allowed to speak to the Zindi Council no matter what. Uh, back on Enterprise, uh, Enterprise encounters another NX class Starfleet vessel before they reach the nebula. And it turns out it's the Enterprise. Surprise. Enter surprise. <laughs> uh, this Enterprise has all kinds of greebles on it. So it's to show that, you know, slightly different. Mm hmm. Uh, the man with the Vulcan ears from earlier in the episode appears on screen and tells Archer to reverse course. Uh, later, the man boards the modern-day Enterprise and identifies himself as Lorian, the commander of the Enterprise. With him is Karen Archer, his first officer. Hmm, any relation? Hmm, maybe. <laughs> uh, later, Lorian tells Archer, Reed, and Paul that if they enter the subspace corridor, they will be thrown back in time 117 years uh, he recounts how Enterprise got attacked by the Kavalans as soon as they entered the nebula. Uh, they make it to the subspace corridor, but when they exit, they discover that they are over a hundred years in the past. The theory is that the Enterprise's impulse wake destabilized the corridor, which caused the time shift. Uh, they couldn't go back through the corridor, and they couldn't return to Earth because they would be contaminating history. Archer realizes that they have an opportunity to stop the Zindi probe since they know when it will happen. However, they needed their descendants to stop it since the event wouldn't take place for over a hundred years. Mm-hmm. That Archer is always thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's got a plan. He's not gonna be deterred. He's got faith of the heart. <laughs> Also, think about what a long road it was getting from there to here. That It was a very long road. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, they failed since they were only one starship against all of the Zindi. <sighs> oh, man. After all that. Yeah, you'd think they would amass more forces. Yeah, over that period of time, they would realize, oh, yeah, we're going to need, need, we've got, you know, 100 plus years. Let's, let's take advantage of it. But no. Uh, but Lorian wants to help modern day Archer reach Degra this time. Uh, mm -hmm. they have the ability to make the engines hit up to warp 6.9 at brief intervals, allowing them to reach Degra in less than two days. In sickbay, Phlox confirms that these visitors are who they say they are. Uh, T'Pol notices that Lorian's DNA is half human, and while that is impossible in modern day enterprises time it turns out that flox will discover a way to combine the vulcan and human genomes successfully okay so what about um spock and um his father and his mother 
Well, that's farther in the future. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Okay. They, they figured it out. They figured it out. But they're not implying that Flocks figured it out for them. No, it's, okay. I mean, someone else figured it out. Okay, okay. Or maybe it was Flocks. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, and who is Lorian's father, Archer asks? Why, it's none other than Trip. Surprise. Uh, in engineering, Trip and Lorian work on modifying the engines. Lorian has a sense of humor and has managed to find a balance between emotion and logic. He tells Trip that Trip died when Lorian was 14. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dad. <laughs> Didn't mean to bum you out, but you die. Uh, meanwhile, Archer visits the other Enterprise and learns that Phlox and Amanda, who I assume was Amanda Cole, the Mako mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. referenced earlier, uh, had nine children together. Oh, boy. Uh, Karen tells Archer that his wife was an Ikarin named Isilia, and Archer deduces that the existence of this Enterprise explains why the Zindi were asking how many Starfleet ships were in the Expanse. Ah, right, because they must have detected them. Mm-hmm. Uh, before heading to the bridge, Archer visits with Old T'Pol. Uh, on Modern Day Enterprise, in the damaged mess hall, Hoshi and Mayweather talk about children and who they get married to. Uh, Hoshi doesn't want to know who her spouse is because she believes that some things should remain a mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reed joins them. It turns out that Reed didn't get married or have kids. Uh, Hoshi tries to comfort him by telling him that only a third of the crew are women, but Reed is upset that he's doomed to be a bachelor forever. I felt kind of bad for Reed. <laughs> he's really, you know, he's not got, I mean, he's not got a lot to do this season overall. Now he's like going to be a bachelor the rest of his life. Uh, in Archer's ready room, T'Pol tells Archer that old T'Pol doesn't think that Lorian's plan will work. And the Enterprise could be destroyed if they exceed warp 5.6. Instead, the two T'Pol suggest that going through the corridor after modifying the impulse manifolds. Hmm. Uh, Lorian disagrees. He decides that he's going to meet with Degra instead. And he's going to steal the plasma injectors so that they can make the rendezvous. Uh, after arguing with T'Pol, Trip goes to engineering just in time to see Lorian and his crew stealing the injectors. Uh, there's an Enterprise versus Enterprise battle, uh, but they're evenly matched. So Archer has T'Pol start beaming pieces of equipment over to the modern day Enterprise, starting with the EPS, the electroplasma system, uh, manifold and continuing with the primary relays from C deck, which mm-hmm. cuts power to Lorian's Enterprise. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting tactic. Why we haven't seen that used more? <laughs> no, just you know, beam their their stuff. Or maybe it's because they knew exactly where it was located because it was the same ship, right? Maybe. And then they don't have shields. Assumingly, enemy ships have shields. Ah, uh, right, right. Uh, however, Lorian still has one torpedo locked on the modern day Enterprise, and Karen manages to convince Lorian to stand down. Hmm. Um, in the brig, Archer talks to Lorian. Uh, Lorian feels guilty because he swore to Archer on Archer's deathbed that Lorian would stop the probe. Uh, their plan didn't work, so Lorian could have rammed the probe with Enterprise, but his emotions took over. Uh, he couldn't kill all the families on board, and the probe got away. Uh, Archer still wants to work with Lorian. Mm-hmm. 
in Old T'Pol's quarters, Young T'Pol visits. Old T'Pol tells Young T'Pol that she will have to learn to live with the emotions she got as a result of her trillium addiction. Uh, she says that Trip can help her and that she should follow her heart. Ooh. She should go with her where her heart will take her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all tying back. Maybe this is the episode the song is written about. Uh, Enterprise enters the nebula. Three Kavalans attack. Lorian's Enterprise was hiding beneath Archer's Enterprise, and they managed to fend off the Kavalans. However, Archer's Enterprise has sustained damage, and the port engine has to be shut down. Uh, suddenly, four Kavalan ships start approaching. Lorian uses a tractor beam to drag Archer's Enterprise to the corridor, but the Kavalans are closing in. Lorian throws Archer's Enterprise towards the corridor while his Enterprise fights the Kavalans. Uh, Archer's Enterprise goes through the corridor, and this time, they didn't travel to the past. Yeah, there's a moment there, though, where they're waiting for, uh, they're waiting for, um, the, uh, Travis to look at the stars mm-hmm. and make sure they're at the right time. Yeah. Uh, see, Mayweather has stuff to do. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, five hours later, Archer continues waiting for Lorian to arrive. T'Pol thinks they may have been destroyed, but Archer considers the possibility that the timeline corrected itself since the modern-day Enterprise was never thrown into the past. Mm, good point. But if they never existed, T'Pol asks, why do they remember Lorian and the others? Hmm. Uh, Degra's ship appears, and he tells Archer that he's early as the episode ends. Follow me! <laughs> yeah, um, you know, for a show that's it's about time travel, um, a lot of the time, uh, with the whole temporal Cold War, I kind of was wondering why they decided to go with kind of time travel within time travel in a way. Um, for this one, um, I thought it was, was kind of interesting. Uh, I, although I feel like we've, we've almost seen something like this before, which was, um, the episode where, um, Archer's mind is disrupted by the, um, by kind of the temporal particles or what have you. And, uh, from the anomaly and he sees the future mm-hmm. and he kind of, you know, sees what becomes of the enterprise and what becomes of the crew. I mean, obviously this is even, you know, this is more, this is more different. It's different. Um, and that we see, you know, the descendants of the crew. Um, and I felt like it almost, left more questions than answers but maybe that was the point <laughs> uh do you think T'Pol believes in time travel oh my gosh i hope so <laughs> i'm glad that she didn't say i still don't believe it yeah but i would really hope so because she's been ex- she's been exposed to so much time travel at, th- at this point right I mean, I'm but not really sure what else could happen every other time previous she's said oh no Time travel is impossible. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's. I mean, did she finally give in and admit that it was possible when Daniel sent them back to um, Detroit, or was she still not sure? I can't remember. I think she was still not sure. <laughs> what? How did that happen then? <laughs> oh, you know, it's just a dream. It's all an illusion. Yeah. So, what did you think? Um. It was cool to see the descendants of the Enterprise uh, mm-hmm. 
there's still some logic issues in this episode. Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, I mean, which is fine. I mean, as yeah. long as it's entertaining, whatever. Yeah, I don't know if you can ever get away clean with a time travel right. episode. You can uh, try. It was... It was kind of weird that Lorian would just suddenly turn on Archer. He was like, <laughs> yeah. no, my plan is perfect. And if you're not going to follow my plan, then I'm going to sabotage your ship. Yeah, I almost thought it was a, it was a little similar to the last episode where um, Archer, you know, ended up taking something uh, from an alien ship in order to, you know, be able to hopefully save Earth. Um, it was almost a little too similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? maybe like, they shouldn't have we, put it back to back. Yeah, like, are we going to just keep stealing stuff from other ships? <laughs> <laughs> That's just going to be all that happens on the show. I do suppose that was to show that Lorian was half human and was letting his emotions and his guilt uh, override mm. everything else. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with what you said earlier. You mentioned how, in your synopsis, you mentioned how the uh, Enterprise had had all this time to prepare to prevent the probe that uh, originally reaches Earth uh, from from reaching Earth and killing seven million people, and they still failed. I mean, I mean, yeah, it sucks, but it it, it sucks that that happened. <laughs> it fictionally happened, but it it also it felt kind of like it didn't make a lot of sense, like. Yeah, in that time, knowing that the Zindi were pretty powerful and there were a lot of them, why didn't they try to, you know, they've got over 100 years. Why not try to recruit more ships to help them or something? Right. I mean, look at what modern day or current day Enterprise has been able to achieve in in a short amount of time. You know, you're you're telling me that in 100 years they couldn't have rounded up a, a whole, you know, ragtag fleet of uh of ships to help them you know mm -hmm. anyways or they could have just stopped degra since they knew he was going to build the the weapon <laughs> could have just assassinated degra <laughs> when he was a little kid <laughs> wow we're going dark places here we're thinking like uh 2016 sci-fi fans you know? I, i'm just saying if they know all this stuff yeah true they why could... not just stop the designer of the weapon yeah. Maybe they're saying it's inevitable that it'll get designed or whatever. Or maybe it's inevitable that it will it'll attack the earth and kill seven million people. But Right, because they know where it's being built. It's next mm -hmm. to the red giant. So Yeah. You know, I kinda think it was a kind of a weird detour <laughs> from the main plot. Like it's it tied into it, but at the same time it, it just didn't. It was just a weird thing to have happen. Yeah. It's like Okay, you basically have to get from here. You know there's going to be some ships that are going to give you some trouble when you go to enter the subspace vortex and the nebula. Okay, but basically you've got to get from here to where I'm at. Oh, in between we're going to throw in this crazy time travel <laughs> scenario. They have to, to have some you. sort of roadblock. I guess so. Uh, and it was an episode where you get to see old T'Pol give advice to young T'Pol. And in, yeah. in that way, it's like Star Trek, uh, the Abrams movies. Yeah. Where it was like, old uh, Spock gives and young Spock. advice yeah. to young Spock. So that was kind of cool. Maybe that's where uh, they got the idea. No, I'm just kidding. Probably not. Probably not. But, it. I mean, T'Pol was in a place where she needed someone to give her advice. Yeah, true. And if she can't listen to herself, who can she listen to? 
Well, apparently she wasn't going to listen to Trip. Nope. But now Ultimal's like, hmm, maybe you should check Trip out. Yeah, Trip's pretty good. Pretty good guy. All right. Uh, let's take a little break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the council. Sounds good. Only three new episodes are left until the Enterprise season finale. The Zindi weapon is days away from completion. Every second matters in their desperate rescue mission. Target Enterprise! As the fate of Earth hangs in the balance. And Wednesday, a daring assault inside the most dangerous machine the galaxy has ever known. I suggest we work fast. All new Star Trek Enterprise. And we're back. Uh, let's talk about Star Trek Enterprise Season 3, Episode 22, The Council. Original air date, May 12th, 2004. Take it away, Randy. All right. Well, this episode kicks off with a abstract intro scene. Uh, we get to see the sphere builders in their weird, uh, fuzzy transdimensional space. Uh, they're talking about, uh, the outcomes, uh, the outcomes of the timelines, uh, basically the enterprise, uh, through its efforts is diminishing the ones that are favorable to them. Um, and they basically decide they have to correct what's going on and that earth must be destroyed. So, uh, yeah, pretty much what we know so far. <laughs> uh, we've got the opening credits. Uh, we come back from those, uh, to ball to Paul is in sick bay. Uh, Fox is giving her a checkup. Um, still sees some signs of trillium in her bloodstream. Uh, just as she's starting to talk with flocks and open up about her condition some more, Trip enters, uh, and she makes herself scarce pretty much immediately. Uh, Trip asked, uh, flocks if he's noticed anything strange with T'Pol, uh, and flocks covers for her. So good Dr. Flocks helping out T'Pol. Uh, in the command center, uh, T'Pol said she had to get over there. Uh, she is speaking with Archer and Degra. Uh, it turns out that the spheres, uh, are connected through an AI network and each of them has a memory core. Uh, T'Pol says that they're hoping they'll be able to learn more about how the spheres function and about the sphere builders if they're able to get into a sphere and remove one of these. Uh, so they decide to send an away team in a shuttle pad, shuttle pad. They decide to send an away team in a shuttle pod, uh, to one of the spheres that they're going to pass, uh, on their way to the council. Uh, in the armory, uh, Reed recruits, uh, the Mako Hawkins, uh, for this mission, uh, because Hawkins has EV combat training. Uh, on Degra's ship, uh, is on the bridge when he's interrupted by one of the sphere builders. Uh, the sphere builder tries to convince, uh, Degra to co basically come back to their side. Um, but Degra basically isn't having any of it and angers, angrily dismisses the sphere builder. Yeah. Degra is really turned on those sphere builders. Yeah. I mean, I think they've done a good job so far of showing, um, you know, of, of establishing that, like they've had Degra around long enough that he's been able to see evidence and he's been able to be kind of turned against them, which I think makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, back on enterprise, 
uh, Dagger and Archer are speaking in the captain's ready room. Uh, Archer is co- pretty confident uh, that the Zendi Council is going to hear him out and, and is going to basically believe his pretty outlandish story. Um, Degra is a little less confident, but he still pledges support to Archer. Uh, as they're speaking, Hoshi comes over the comms and uh, tells then that some Zendi vessels are approaching. Obviously, when you hear this, you think bad news. Uh, but Degra tells Archer that it's actually other sympathetic Zendi who have come to serve as an escort for Enterprise. Uh, we cut over to a reptilian Zendi ship uh, commanded by Dolum. Uh, this ship has found debris of the vessel that they sent to find Degra. Uh, remember that was, uh, the Zindi ship, uh, that Degra destroyed. Um, just then Enterprise and his, their friendly, um, accompaniment arrive. Uh, Dolem asks Degra um, over the view screen, how many prisoners he's taken. Uh, Degra, orders Dolem to power down his weapons. Uh, he tells them that they haven't taken any prisoners, uh, that they're there to make sure that the Enterprise reaches the Council safely. Uh, after a tense standoff, Dolem eventually uh, acquiesces and disables his weapons. Uh, the shuttle pod, uh, which is launched from Enterprise previously, uh, passes through a cloaking barrier uh, around the um, around the sphere uh, that they're going to uh, try to uh, get inside of, and something on board shorts out, but they figure it out. Uh, we get a scene on Enterprise uh, between Archer and Hoshi, where uh, I noted we learned there are 67 distinct dialects of the insectoid language. That's a lot of dialects. Yeah, and they all sound like clicking and popping, but it gives Hoshi something to do. <laughs> Uh, we cut back, uh, and we get a scene where Archer, Hoshi, and Degra are on board his shuttle, uh, flying towards the council chamber. Uh, Degra is telling, uh, Archer and Hoshi some background about the various Zindi races, including the extinct avians, uh, who we've heard of before. Uh, it turns out the avians actually built this, um, uh, kind of, I guess it's a building, but it's not. It's built into the uh, cliff face of this giant cliff. Uh, and that's where the council chamber is. It's pretty cool, actually. It's like really high up off the ground. Basically, without a spaceship or some kind of aircraft, there's no way to reach it. Um, I thought it was a pretty cool scene. Uh, once they reach this location, uh, we get a scene with Archer and Hoshi walking through a hallway to the... Uh, Council chamber, uh, when Archer tells Hoshi, he feels like this is being called to the principal's office. Uh, he says he was actually called to the principal's office once, uh, but it's a story he'll have to tell Hoshi later. Sounds really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> In the council chamber. This is what we've been building up to, right? Um, Degra is trying to help Archer be heard. Basically, the uh, council doesn't really want anything to do with the human. Um, the ar- reptilians, of course, are causing trouble. Uh, it gets to the point where Dolem punches Degra. Uh, Archer jumps in and tries to help, but ends up being knocked down by an insectoid. So it's not off to a good start at the Zindi Council. Right. Back on the shuttle pod. 
they end up entering the sphere through what turns out to be a holographic outer panel. Uh, Paul knew it was a it was a hologram, but she didn't tell the rest of the people in the shuttle. So they think they're basically going to hit the sphere, but they end up passing right through the hologram. Uh, back in the uh, back at the Zindi Council, I guess planet we call it that. Uh, Degra is meeting with uh, Janner. Uh, who is one of the humanoid Zindi in his quarters. He says that the aquatic Zindi were originally convinced by the sphere builders uh, that the humans were going to destroy their world uh, by a video, I guess basically a video, uh, it's a little unclear, uh, that was supposedly from the future. Like basically a video showing humans destroying the Zindi homeworld. Um, he thinks that um, he has a plan uh, to convince the aquatics that uh, Archer is telling the truth, but it will require Phlox's help. Uh, on Dolem's ship, uh, one of the builders uh, tries to convince the reptilian uh, to act with the insectoids and take the weapon. Uh, as a result of this, uh, the builder promises Dolem that the reptilians will rule the Zendi. Uh, back on the Enterprise in sickbay, uh, Archer and Phlox and Degra are looking at scans of the uh, the Sphere Builder alien from the episode Harbinger. Uh, Degra says this will do, uh, and that they will need to modify the pod that they found the Sphere Builder in, and that he will need Tucker's help. Uh, Tucker and Degra are walking through a corridor on Enterprise afterwards. Uh, they're talking... Uh, and Degra tries to get uh, Trip to realize uh, that he's trying to do the right thing. But basically, Trip doesn't want to hear any of it. He's still very upset at Degra uh, for creating the weapon that killed his sister and almost 7 million others. Uh, in the sphere, the away team is trying to recover the memory core when something mechanical detaches from the ceiling and starts heading towards them. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, seems like it might have a defense system. Back at the council chamber, uh, we find out why Archer got sent to the principal's office. It turns out he was passing notes in class to a, young, to a young lady. I have no idea what this has to do with the episode. <laughs> well, but, uh, he's not that bad a guy. He wasn't cheating or anything. He was just, yeah, no, he's passing notes he's, to He's uh, just a, a romantic. Lady. He's a romantic, yeah. So anyways, uh, I'm guessing this will come into play later. I doubt it. He's going to uh, pass the notes. To, to the reptilians. Yeah. In the council chamber, Archer takes the wraps off a holographic recreation of the Sphere Builder from Harbinger uh, to prove that the Sphere Builders and the Guardians, as the Zendi call them, are one and the same. Uh, of course, the insectoids, they're jerkoids. They don't buy it. But the others all agree that this is convincing evidence, even the reptilians, which is strange. We cut back to the sphere. The team is being attacked by, like, a giant robot arm that they use to put together cars. (laughs) Uh, No, it's a little scarier. It shoots things. Anyways, it's attacking them, uh, and there's a a shootout. Um, They get the memory core, but in the process, uh, the Mako Hawkins is killed. The Makos are basically red shirts for this show. Yeah, and you'd think that they'd be a little better, because they're, like, combat trained and everything. But they're not um, main characters. True. So they, they're, they're expendable. Uh, anyways, um, Travis has a hero moment. 
uh, he swoops in and uh, they take out the uh, they take out the robot arm and the rest uh, sans Hawkins escape, but just barely. Uh, back on Enterprise and engineering, uh, Trip and Archer are working on the warp reactor. Degra enters and tells them that they have the votes they need to prevent the weapon's launch. Uh, Trip tells Degra that he knows he went out on a limb. Uh, Degra sympathizes with Trip on his loss and then helps Trip with the project he's working on. Uh, we get back to Degra's ship. Um, you know, there's a lot of switching back and forth of who's on what ship at this point. Who's on first? Who's on first? Dolem is. Because Dolem enters Degra's quarters and reveals that he knows that Degra destroyed the reptilian ship and tells Degra that that is the last Zendi he will ever betray before stabbing and killing him. Oh, no. So Degra's gone. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I guess I shouldn't have been shocked, but it was still pretty, you know, like, oh my god, you know? Degra has been around now for several episodes, so when he's stabbed, it kind of blew me away. And this is where I thought the episode should have ended. <laughs> <laughs> because it would have been a really big cliffhanger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But no, it doesn't. I was really expecting it to cut to the credits. I was really expecting it. But instead, um, we're back on the Enterprise. <laughs> Trip's visiting Phlox in sickbay. Apparently he can't sleep. Uh, and so he invites Phlox to the mess hall for a snack. Uh, he's talking with Phlox about dealing with his anger. Then asks Phlox if he's lost some weight. And uh, Phlox says, oh, you know, I didn't think anyone would ever notice. Uh, yeah, I, I have a tapeworm in my stomach. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we just cut away from this super dramatic murder of Degra for this. Um, Archer's in his quarters, and the humanoid Zindi gives him a call. Uh, and to tell him that Z- Degra's dead, you know, no biggie. Just your biggest advocate on the Zindi is dead. Uh, and that the reptilians have called an emergency council meeting. Archer smartly puts Enterprise on tactical alert. At this point, the shuttle pod's returning from the sphere. Uh, Reed has kind of, as I noted, a mini breakdown <laughs> when he starts thinking about all the losses they've incurred. Uh, but is is an opportunity for T'Pol to recount the uh, Vulcan axiom of uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Or the Which, one. Does she say or the one? No. I think she, no, she doesn't. Okay. I just inserted that. <laughs> <laughs> he says, that doesn't make death acceptable, to which DePaul replies, but it makes it honorable. So, boom. There, no, mic drop. There you go. <laughs> uh, we cut back again. The episode still isn't over. Uh, we cut back to the council chamber, uh, where Dolan admits to killing Degra. See, this uh, is where I thought Dolan would put the blame on Archer. Something, right? Yeah, I like, thought that Dolan would be like, no, Archer's the one who killed Degra, and we can't trust him. Yeah. But no, he says, no, I did it. He basically says, I did it, and I'm proud of it. Yeah. Like, almost literally says that. He says that Degra was a traitor. Um, there's, you know, obviously it gets pretty heated, and the reptilians decide to withdraw from the council. Um, the other Zendi, who are still siding with Enterprise, uh, note that they can't launch the weapon without all of the codes, and Dolem says, well, you don't think we've thought of that? Back on Enterprise, Archer wants the ship ready for combat. Uh, Trip says he actually feels bad about Degra's death. Uh, he says that's kind of ironic, because, you know, just 24 hours or so ago, uh, he probably would have been celebrating. 
So that's interesting. Uh, we get a scene of the Zindi weapon launching from underneath the planet uh, with really bad CGI. <laughs> that's, I know. you know, that's a trademark of early 2000s shows. Yeah, it's just really bad. <laughs> uh, and lo and behold, the Zindi weapon is being escorted by reptilian and insectoid ships. Enterprise and the other Zindi attempt to intercept those ships and the Zindi weapon. Uh, at the same time, they tell the shuttle pod and its crew to stay put. Dolom's ship fires on one of the Enterprise's nacelles, disabling the ship. And right after this, they beam Hoshi onto Dolom's ship. Oh no. Hoshi's missing. So Enterprise is disabled. Um, at which point Dolom orders his ships and the weapon into a subspace vortex and they are gone. Then that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Hoshi's been kidnapped again. Oh my gosh. How many times is Hoshi going to get kidnapped? <laughs> at least this time it was somehow related to the main plot of the show and it wasn't some creeper in a space castle. That's true. But, I mean, it, it just shows how, like, far Hoshi has fallen in terms of things to do. <laughs> well, they need her because she can speak all the dialects. Yeah. All, well, the, I, all the languages. Well, I mean, that the, you're saying that uh, the, the, the evil Zendi yeah. need, need her to help. I was thinking it had something to do with using the weapon, or I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I, I figured that the weapon needs to have all the different languages being spoken. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, basically, she's going to somehow take the part of the um, the Zendi that aren't going along with Dolan. Right. And the, and the Sphere Builders and the Insectoids. So, yeah, something. She'll have some role. I guess we're going to find out. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously interested to find out, you know, see what happens next. Um, you know, I... I I think probably the obviously the biggest thing to happen in this episode was was Degra being killed. Yes, and that sucked because I like Degra. Yeah, Degra was <laughs> cool, uh, which I didn't think I would say. So they yeah. did a good job of having a character arc for him before well, they think, uh, killed him. Yeah, I think that you know a big part of that is just having him be part of the the show for like half the season almost. Yeah, and seeing him kind of go through a lot with them. Like I never thought when they they captured him and tricked him into thinking, you know, he and Archer, I mean, there was some cool stuff that happened with, with Degra that, you know, he'd eventually end up being their greatest ally and, uh, and helping them get, you know, well, I mean, it didn't really, in the end, it didn't matter that they got the votes they needed, you know, to, to prevent the weapon launch because it launched anyways. But, you know, I'm guessing that when it, when it comes down to it, maybe, you know, Degra's legacy will live on because Enterprise will get help from the other Zendi or something. And I'm guessing it'll be a big battle or something. Yeah, right? I mean, it's going to be Enterprise and the other Zendi against the reptilians and the insectoids, I assume. And whatever sphere builder, whatever the sphere builders can do. Yeah. We won't know. I wonder if they'll, like, I, I'm anticipating maybe, like, the sphere builders will have, you know, modified the expanse enough that one of their ships will come through or something, you know, something dramatic like that. I'm still expecting the avians to show up at the last second. Yeah. You mentioned that, um, you mentioned that before, and, and I, I think so too. I think we'll find out the avians aren't really dead and they'll show up and help or something. Yeah. Um, but overall, Mm, you know, like uh, our, on our last episode, the the episodes we talked about, I thought were a lot stronger 
um, than this, but you yeah. know, I mean, this is just building to the finale. Yeah, it's just built. It's just building to the finale. I really, I was when when they killed Degra, that was like an oh crap moment, and and I was expecting maybe it's just like like TV like nowadays or something that I'm used to. Like I was expecting it to just cut to the credits, you know, like it was so dramatic. I was expecting that just to be the wrap. It's a wrap. That's the end of the episode. Find out what happens next week. But nope, there's that, a whole bunch more. There was a whole bunch more that just really like took the wind out of the sail. Yeah, I thought. yeah. It, um, it, the pacing wasn't great. Like I, I don't know about you, but I think that the that the the cliffhanger and the you know tune in next time moment was Degra getting killed, not Hoshi being kidnapped. Because I cared a lot more about Degra. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just shows what a poor job they've done with Hoshi. Unfortunately, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, this episode was cool in that uh, Degra explained the Zindi Council, finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're 22 episodes in, and we finally know all about the Zindi Council. Yeah. I mean, better late than never, I guess. Yeah, it was good to get some of that kind of background. Uh, yeah, we learned about uh, Janara the Arboreal, Kiafet mm-hmm. Amansur of the Ibix Dynasty, who's the aquatic... Uh, insectoids who have longer names the older they get, uh, <laughs> so their names are very difficult to pronounce. And of course, Commander Dolum, uh, who really reminds me of the bad guy from Galaxy Quest. Oh yeah, good point. I think he even has the same things on his head. Yeah, practically, he is totally wow. the bad guy from Galaxy Quest. Oh boy, I'm gonna pull him up right now. Uh, <laughs> I he is. I was more or less. I was very amused when the uh Commander Dolan's first appearance in this episode where he's just sun tanning. Oh right. He has like heat lamps and a heat rock. It's like, oh yeah, they're lizards, so of course they do this. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty clever, I think. Uh yeah, Commander Dolan, he's uh, not a nice guy. He uh he poisoned his own grandson. Mm-hmm. Well, rumored, according to Degra. <laughs> rumored. But, you know, it's true. I think, you know what? I think also looking at Dolum, he he looks a bit like, um, maybe I'm just confusing it, but I think he does look a, li- a bit like the bad guy from uh, Star Trek Beyond. Uh, yeah, I could see that. It's a little... Are you saying that the Zindi are going to be in Star Trek Beyond? It's pretty close. Like a re- slightly reimagined Zindi, maybe? That would be really interesting. That'd be giving a lot of weight to the season of Enterprise, <laughs> for sure. But anyways. Um, yeah, it wasn't a great episode, but it is ramping up towards the finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, like we've only got two more episodes. I think it's been a pretty good season. Yeah, it's definitely a step up over seasons one and two. Yeah. Uh, having one continuous uh, thread of the Zindi and having to stop the Zindi mm-hmm. is a lot more interesting than going on random adventures, uh, which makes the episodes where they do go on random adventures kind of not painful, but kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to the, the main storyline. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? Um, But yeah. Uh, we'll see where it goes. We only got two more episodes. So that means one more episode for us uh, for mm-hmm. season three. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Countdown and Zero Hour. 
Sounds great. Uh, we'll talk to you then. Bye. Enterprise. 